0: Exactly, and that's that's Sunday games.
1: All right. Well, next game up then on our list, Leicester and Brentford. So this result was kind of expected. I thought Brentford had a very good season last year. proved they could um, be good competitors within the league. Leicester see to draw with them. If you're going to put one to win, I would have given it to Leicester. But... But
0: they've just lost their... But which we've been shocked about losing, uh, Castus Michael, yeah, your captain, your number one keeper. I was very shocked that he went to Nice. Not sure, sh- not shocked he's leaving because he's a very good keeper. Would have been more, I would have expected him to go to a big club like uh, the Nice. But um, when you put Danny Ward in, I don't I think he's a good keeper, but I don't think he's left the quality.
1: Uh, I don't I don't think he's going whoever they bring in won't be able to compete with the standards Kasper Michael set. Kasper well, uh, Kas, I I can't say his name. Michael left but um I mean at his age he's won the Premier League he's now won the FA Cup give him a new challenge I mean yeah he hasn't done it all in the league but he's he's achieved what he probably expected wanted to
0: yeah and
1: by all means I mean I think his age, why not move to the French League, give it a go, see if he can win another trophy out there.
0: Exactly. And the thing is, he done well in England, like uh, winning the championship, winning, like you said, the Prem, the FA Cup and the Community Shield. So he won, he won like a lot of trophies in the Premier League. Um More than my clubs won. Uh, but I do think it's a good move. And I think Danny Ward is a good keeper, but I just don't think he's on that level, like you said. And, Brendan Rodgers did come out and said he's not uh, winning, like not uh, thinking of buying a first choice keeper. So Danny Ward needs to step up this season um, to be the number one of Leicester.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's kind of in a way good to see um, Brendan Rodgers giving the second choice goalkeeper an opportunity to prove that they can be the first choice. Um, I'm not sure how old Danny Ward is. If he's a youngster, then by all means, that's Great to see another manager promoting youth, um, but um, uh, is, he gonna, is he is he going to be good enough? though That is the true question. And I think if you're Leicester, you've got you've been in the league for quite a few seasons now. After being promoted back into up into it,
0: 13-14 they got promoted, and Danny Ward is twenty nine.
1: Twenty nine. Ah, okay, so he's not youth. Okay. Well, I mean, it's still good he's given him the opportunity, putting his trust in the goalkeeper. Um, yeah. But I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. But if I, if it was me, you're letting go of a top-quality goalkeeper there, one of the best in the league. I think you're going to have to bring in a replacement.
0: Exactly. But we, you, we'll wait and see you for that. Um, but Leicester did look good, at, like, having their main star back in Jamie Vardy, because I know he had injuries last season. And Jamie Vardy's all going to have injuries. He's getting to that age now where he, you're going to have injuries most times but he's keeping himself fit. Uh, Jane Madison and him look very good together. Um, so them two look very good. Um, and I, I, I've always appreciated them two playing together because they're, they're, they know each other but inside and out.
1: Yeah, no, they've, they've always had quite a good link-up play since James Madison made his appearance at Leicester. And Leicester have always had good link-up play between them. But uh, just sort of going... On from that, looking at the Leicester squad, Leicester could be in big trouble coming through the next few seasons. They've just lost their goalkeeper, as we've just yep. talked on. You've got Johnny Evans, who's a decent defender, probably nearing retirement.
0: I um, like Johnny Evans because he's come through like the Man United Academy. I think he was there at 08. Was he out there at 08 when uh, you guys won the Champions League? Oh, I, I think, think he, he
1: was. I think he was.
0: Yeah, I think he was in the youth setup or or like, uh, just on the, on the uh, edges of the squad. And he's gone round like I think it was at like West Brom and all that, and he's re- he's a really good defender. I think he's been very very underappreciated, and he's at Leicester now, and he's a very good defender. So I like him, but I understand what you mean. He's getting on getting on a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then you've got Wesley Fafana. He's yep. been people have been people have had a, their eye on him for a long time now, and there's a lot more recently in. with that. Uh, yep, Chelsea are after him, so. You get you get a bit um bit um worried there. Then you've got Tealman's been linked with Arsenal. Arsenal probably went, waiting for his contract to run out and then just snap him up on a free at this rate because Leicester won't accept the bids coming in for him. What? Warford and Didi, I think it would be a good player for any club to realistically snatch up at Man United. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got Newcastle after James Madison, although that one doesn't look like it's going through. And then as you say, Jamie Vardy on a bit. Leicester gonna have a rebuilding phase, and I think if you're less, well, if you're if you're a fan of Leicester, would you be concerned seeing the t- your main lineup from this weekend gone? A lot of the players look like it could be on their way out before you know it.
0: Exactly, and I I saw uh, an interview a couple weeks a couple of weeks ago where um, uh, Brendan Rodgers was asked about new signings. He said, "I've got the players. I've got I've got the players with what well, I've got already." And it didn't look like he was going to sign anyone, so it's very not promising. You're signing one; they haven't signed one yet, so it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Leicester have quite a young squad. They have some good up and coming talent. I mean, um, Harvey Barnes is in yep. there. You've got Pat and Um, You've got, um, you've got it, they've got good players that can come up um, and probably replace those who are likely to go but if you play the play well. Goal,
0: they're going, to, um, they're going to be snatched up by the big boys. And, oh, of course. And that's the thing, that's the worrying thing for Leicester anytime is, or well, any club like, like Leicester, like mid-table, if, if your players start playing well, there's bigger teams that are going to uh, snatch them up because they've got the money and they've got the um, place in their squad and they've got more games to uh, attract your players.
1: Yeah, no, um, I think Leicester um, could be in a bit of a worry in the coming seasons.
0: Exactly. But I thought Brentford played well. Um, after losing your star man last season for well, half a season which was Christian Erickson, um they haven't lo- they didn't look like they had a hole in their midfield and that's what they might have looked like when you expected to them too no I, I mean I didn't watch
1: the game um, I mean I made that clear several times already throughout this podcast that it's a lot of the games that we're talking about that I haven't really watched too much apart from the highlights Um I don't actually know if I watched the Brentford Leicester Heights. not that's not really that great, <laughs> but um, no, I mean you've, they've lost Ericsson. That's a big loss for them. Um, I think they, if I'm right, they did want him, but he chose United.
0: He he like well, they they wanted him, but I think uh, Christian Ericsson wanted to like play in the Champions League and or in Europe. The Champions League was the first option, but then he um, Tottenham weren't really into, in, interested in him. And so he went to United. So he's still in Europe. Um, but yes, yeah, so when I before this game, I was thinking Brentford's going to have a hole in the midfield. But looking at it, they didn't because uh, Thomas Frank is a brilliant manager and he knows how to set up his team. Um, yeah. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh yes, yeah. I'm so sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think I think last season he proved he, Brentford had a very good s- squad. they were able to hold themselves. they were able to be competitive through the league. I mean, you've got Ivan Tony, um, underappreciated striker. Um, I mean, look at the stats he set um, in the championship when they were there. Um, exactly. Although Mitrovic has just gone and absolutely destroyed that. But I mean, but Bre- Brentford aren't a bad side by any means. Exactly.
0: And the thing is, they brought in Ben Me from Burnley, obviously at a centre half. So good, a good solid centre half at the back. An assisted improvement i yeah, no, think work done. No, I was
1: just agreeing with you, like Ben Me, good signing. They they've they have they they've done business, they, they've improved parts of their squad where they need to. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I think I think Ray goal. I think he's a brilliant keeper, and I think he, he proved last season that he is a good keeper. Um I think Henry is a good left back, and I think like you said, Ivan Tony is a good quality striker. Um, I have heard rumours today that Damnsgard, um is looking to be, like they're looking to sign him. Yes. And so, I think, a perfect uh, replacement for Christian Ericsson.
1: Yes. So actually, I'm just going to check now. I'm pretty sure, and how you mentioned that, I'm pretty sure about two hours ago, I had a notification from the man, the Mr. Legend, Mr. Romano. Oh. Uh, here you go. An hour ago, official and now confirmed. Mikkel Damsgaard joins Brentford FC on permanent deal from Sampordia for 15 million on a five-year contract. And there's a well, picture that, that, of him in the kit and everything, so that that is confirmed.
0: Well, that's brilliant because if you remember in the World Cup when um, Ericsson had his situation, the, I'm not going to go into it because everyone knows what happened. Um, Damsgaard kind of took, filled his boots, and he scored the goal against England, and he kind of. No, I don't, I'm not saying he's on the same uh, level as Eriksson, but he's a ve- he can hold his own, and he's a very good player, and I think he's a perfect signer for uh, Brentford.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a good signing. Um, someone that, as you say, fulfilled Eriksson's place um, in poor, uh, in unfortunate circumstances. Um, and yeah, I think that's a good signing from Brentford, especially for 15 million. Um, good money. He, can,
0: he he can bang a free kick and He can do a corner, and you could you, we saw in the Euros against England. I he's think got, it, he's got a shot on him.
1: Yeah, I think if you're Ivan Tony, you're rubbing your hands together. Together, I think you're going to be looking at good supply, um, and someone else that's going to be alongside you that can bag one in the back of the net.
0: Exactly. Like if you were if you're Ivan Tony, you're thinking I've just lost Kevin Christian Eriksen, like one of the best assistors last season. He 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 really got this team going. And then you see you just, the club's um, signed players like Damsgaard, who Tottenham looked at, or I think other teams, top teams looked at him. And he's going to, um, like, he's going to Brentford. I think that's promising for Brentford. And he's making the players thinking, actually, we want to stay where we are. So, yeah.
1: All right. Now, um, I, I feel like we should skip this next one. This one isn't important.
0: I think we go to the United game because I think uh, West, uh, <laughs> I think the West Ham-Man City game is the, the best game of the weekend. I think we leave it on to the last one because it's the last game of the weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, are you sure? Do we have to?
0: I, I think we do. <laughs> because, look, look, your team, uh, do you want to start talking or do me to to start talking about it?
1: No, go on, I'll, you, you give your opinion and I'll just have my meltdown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I think um look as uh Brighton lost their team, one of, two of their best players last season in Basuma and Kukurela one going to Tottenham, one going to Chelsea, you really thought there would be gaps in that team. But the way that uh Potter uh, set them up, um you didn't notice them them missing. And Man United, as every Man United fan uh has seen, and I don't know about you, Callum, but they've always said Oh, we look promising, we look promising. You look like the same old Man United that you've been for the last few seasons.
1: Yeah, no, we we, we do. We did in that game, it just looked like it, it didn't even look Ten Haga like Chetanaga joined us. It looked like we were still with ragnick Solskjaer. Like it, it was like we were it were back in last season. I mean, I know pre you don't read into pre-season. Pre is misleading by all means it is. But when you watch us through our preseason games, we looked good. We looked like a decent squad. Now, Martial injured. He was out. Um, so, we sort of left questions of whether Ronaldo would actually start or not. I think Ten Hag was brave and I, I agree with his decision to not start Ronaldo. I don't think he earned the opportunity to start. I mean, you're not bigger than the club. So, that's where I'll, I'll start that off. McFred is always a disaster. So... Mm-hmm. That one, again, it, we have to live with it for now. We're still chasing after someone like De Jong. Then we decide after three days there to go after the Rabiot. What are we thinking? And uh, It's it's just been a nightmare. I mean, our full-backs were poor. Um, McFred, again, you can't expect us to do much through the midfield with McFred. Um, but I do want to look at some positives from it. And the fact that I thought Christian Eriksson... In a disappointing Man United score on the weekend, was one of our best players.
0: I think obviously. with Christian Eriksen. Oh, sorry about that.
1: Was, no, no, it's all good.
0: Um, at, when he was playing like the false nine position in the first half, he was he, he was trying to create something out of nothing. That's not his position. He looked a lot better when Ronaldo came on and he dropped a lot deeper, and he was back in his position where he was setting a tempo. And in when he was at when uh, Eriksen was at Spurs. His best position is the number ten. We know this. Everyone in Premier League knows this. But you've got an interesting theory. Uh, uh, interesting debate now. You've got Bruno Fernandez and you've got Christian Eriksen. Who both best positions are the number ten. So, or you can play one in the in like the number eight position in Christian Eriksen, who can play the position I think, and then uh, Bruno Fernandes just in ahead of him, uh, with either uh McTominay just behind, if. Where are you playing them? But I feel like you're right in that Christian Eriksson was the best player on the pitch for Man United, not Bre- or not Brighton, but for Man United once Ronaldo came on um, when Eriksson was deeper.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, when Ericsson dropped deep into like the CDM role, um, I think, who did he replace? I think it was McTominay he replaced. He was, yes. Um, no, it was Fred. Ah, oh, Fred. Okay, so when he dropped into Fred's role, he actually started playing some good balls into the box. Rashford almost got on the end of a couple of them, um, which does kind of, again, I'm trying to look at the positives from the game, was kind of promising many, to an extent. There, there, was, there wasn't, there wasn't, there really wasn't. Um, but, I mean, seeing um, Eriksen try and create those opportunities and having those close moments, even if it was just one or two, I hope he continues that. But this is where you say about Bruno and Eriksen, Seeing how Ericsson played in that defensive role, being a bit more box to box, get receiving the ball, taking it forward, putting supplying it, I think you can get away with playing Bruno as a cam. You put Ericsson as a CDM, being box to box, and then you have we realistically you could put McTominay in there over Fred as a sent CDM, who's going to be a defensive CDM. So. Exactly.
0: I think um, when you do
1: that, you could create some good opportunities.
0: But I was, I I, before the game, when we heard um, Martial was out and they, they uh, Ronaldo was not up to up the fitness of the rest of the squad, I was thinking he was going to play Donny Van der Beek as a false nine because he did do that for Ajax and play Sancho and Rashford a little bit further forward as the wingers. So, I'm a bit unsure why he didn't do that, but Donny came on in the second half and played pretty decent. And I do think this is Donny's season to perform because he's got a manager that trusts him and got the best out of him.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see more of Donny van der Beek. He's been robbed of some quality game time um, and performances. And uh, I was a bit surprised he didn't start. I thought 10 hard, maybe he will. And he's the only player through our pre-season that played every single game. I think is key to point out. So he's clearly in Ten Hag's plans. Um, and yeah, I mean, disappointing getting more game time. I uh, didn't start, but I mean, like I said, I'm just trying to look at the positives from this weekend.
0: I do feel like Brighton has got to get credit because Graham put us up his side brilliantly and he knew the game plan and they all stuck to it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Brighton, Brighton were brilliant. All credit to them, Brighton were brilliant. They came out and they smashed it, and they took advantage of a poor-performing Man United side. Um, Danny Welbeck played a brilliant role. I think, I'm pretty sure, um, from my analysis, watching it, received the ball, he tried to make runs, he'd hold it up. Yeah. Um, he'd done everything to help players get forward. And, I mean, classic Pascal Gross loves a goal against Man United, doesn't he? So...
0: Yeah, like you not only about, one, he
1: had to be greedy and get two.
0: What do you think about David De Gea's performance um, on that day? It, right. Um,
1: kind of average. Um, I mean, it wasn't amazing. wasn't terrible because he did make decent saves. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Brent Brighton's second goal. He decided to parry it. Um, and I think...
0: It went straight to Groves, yeah.
1: Yeah, it went straight to Groves, But then Fred should have been marking him. Fred should have been alert. I mean, on the analysis at the end of the game, can't remember which commentator it was, but um, they show, they show you the clip, and before they're even in the box, Fred has checked over his shoulder and doesn't even notice the Brighton player is there. And then by the time yeah. they're in the box, and he just lets it come to, he just stands there and waits for it. Like He doesn't and react it. to the ball. He doesn't react to the save. So I think the hell was cheated, potentially, out of maybe one goal, if his defend- if his teammates had a... Reacted, but as you say, um, I don't think it was an amazing performance, but I don't think it was a bad one. I think it was just Were average.
0: Were you surprised at how Maguire started?
1: No, it's become a bit of a norm now. He's the captain, isn't he? Still, um, I'd love to see a Martinez-Varan lineup, if I'm honest. I think that would be the bare one of the options that we have, but um, I mean, Martinez. He held the ball too long, kept giving it away. He had a bad game. Um, and then Maguire actually, probably again, one of our better players.
0: Have you ever said that in the last two years? I have not, no. But I think I thought Martínez needed to get up to the, uh, the pace of the Premier League. Uh, it's a lot faster than the uh, Eredivisie. But um, in time, he probably will get up to the pace of the game.
1: Yeah, no, I hope so. I mean, you, you look at the guy; he's not—he's not a bad defender by any means. But if he keeps performing like that, I think it's going to be a very worrying season ahead. And I think Man United are in for um, are in for a yeah, scary season.
0: Yeah, not not like like people might say, it might not be the best start for you guys.
1: No, it's not. I mean, again, first game of the season, so. There's still 37 other games to play. So, we'll, we'll see how we go. Exactly. But a 2-1 loss at home to Brian. It's not acceptable.
0: No, but um, did you hear about how Tang Hag changed the uh, dugout position in? So, where every manager like Fergie, um, Langale, Mourinho have all sat. He switched them around. So, now Tang Hag is sitting in the away end. Well, was the away end now at home
1: end. Uh, no, I didn't. But... I mean, I don't. Well, I, um, what, what, what effect do you think this has had? Because to me, well, that doesn't mean too much overall. But
0: personally, the well, If he if he didn't go right the first way, trade it back, switch it back. But I apparently wants it be nearer the Stratford end, uh, nearer the fat the main like hardcore fans. But I don't know. Um, look, I I don't know I don't uh, too deeply into that. It's just a seat where your your manager is. Um and it can't it can't be too bad because Fergie Fergie won everything in that seat so I don't think you could start blaming the seat you go you go around and saying what can I what can I blame what can I blame something on but yeah, yeah. no I mean
1: I get I get what you mean I guess I have to kind of see it might be one of those things where um to him it's um change kind of thing I mean a lot of change needs to happen at that club and I mean maybe something as little as changing where you sit
0: yeah. Well, no, because every manager that came in after Fergie, like David Moyes and Mourinho, Van Gaal and Ollie they've always been com- compared to Fergie. Um, and the managers, what they want under Fergie. And now they're comparing it to every manager. Every ma- manager has been compared to Fergie. And I think um, Eric Tang Hag wants to get out of that He said, I'm not, I'm not Alex Ferguson. I'm my own manager. I'm going to be t- doing something different.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. The issue of Man United is uh, one of the issues with Man United is that fans live in the past, and Ten Hag has come out. He's said, as you say, I'm not Ferguson, I'm Ten Hag. Like this is going to be my team. Yeah. So be interested to see what he can do, but I mean, all con- all credits of Brian played amazingly, and they deserved the
0: win. Exactly, but I do think throughout this season we're going to be having another another lost to Man United, another lost to Man United, another lost to Man United. Because I can't see from now where the changes are going to happen.
1: Um. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, transfer window is not looking very good. I mean, three days after the game, we were like, "Oh, yeah, let's sign Rabiot, Rabiot."
0: No, and then and then on pitch.
1: Yeah, and Arsovich as well. They are not planned signings. They are panics. And thankfully, they listened to the fans. who we were so confused over Anatovic mainly, and Rabiot that it looks like they're backing out of them.
0: Well, the the, the gave me Igalo a, a, a vibes, like panic. Like it's the exact same player with Egalo because the, the guy was a panic signing. And I, if you Igalo, mu-, if you're watching, if you're listening to this, <laughs> thank you. But um, you were a panic signing, and, and is did exact same kind of signing, and it. A club at Man United should not be doing that in a, in a state of, we need a striker. Oh, we'll go for players that play for Stoke or mid-table. You need top-quality strikers and you're not getting it.
1: Exactly. I mean, the one player that I am slightly interested in is, um I think his first name's Cody Gakpo. Okay. You know, his name's Gakpo, but I don't know what his first name is. I think it's Cody. I'm probably well off. But <laughs> he's from the Eredisi, again. But I feel like we're going to get a lot of every Dizzy players um, with Sen Haag, That's the his scouting region. He knows players from that league. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you've come into a United squad, don't necessarily know players from the Prem, uh, Bundesliga, all that kind of place. So you've got to go with what you know. Um, exactly.
0: But I, I just feel like once you have, well, as, as long as you have Ronaldo, will players want to come with you? Because you've got that in the dressing room, you know what I mean? Like a player that doesn't want to be there. And also... Will he start? Will he not? You've got these question marks around uh, Man United. And fans, like you said, live in the past. And it's very big question marks around that club right now. But you can't, we can't waffle on. Uh, the next game is... Uh, West Ham, Man City. Um, it was the game of the weekend, I would say. Um, Being the last game of the uh, weekend of the first uh, week of the season and mr harland welcome to the premier league because it was his day his game and he performed yeah no he's done very well in
1: the um i mean that's good this season that's gonna be a lethal partnership uh in harland and kevin de bruyne if both of them stay fit the league be prepared be ready
0: the thing is man city hasn't had a proper number nine since prime aguero and i know Arsenal fans gonna say oh jesus jesus but he wasn't really playing number nine last season. He was mixing in with um, the uh, even left wing, right wing. Yeah, that front line wasn't really stable. It was playing, like everyone's playing in each position. Uh, but now they've got a, um, a a proper number nine in Haaland and De Bruyne, at, at, at his prime, is going to find uh, passes that we're not giving him by naked eye. It's going to be stupid. Um, and that partnership between them two is going to be amazing. Having Foden and Mahrez and Grealish around them, it just going to be another level. Yeah, no, um, I think Man City would be, be very scary to play against
1: this season. They've got a very good squad, always have done for the last few years. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it was an easy win for them. I think West Ham did well, take it to them.
0: I mean, those first 10 minutes, West Ham looks to be all over them. West Ham is the scared place to go. Uh, West Ham's always have a it's, it's, well, last few seasons. They've got a scary team. Uh, Antonio, Lanzini, uh, Fonnells, uh Bowen, Rice. They've always had a good team. They've got good, solid players in the exposition. And it's not an easy place to go. 2-0 is a good scoreline. You can tell West Ham were in the game. It wasn't they weren't like blown away uh, by the um, by the quality of Man City. And they, hold their, they, held their, they held their own for um, part of the game uh, West Ham did. Yeah, they did
1: they didn't make it easy to see. I mean if I remember our predictions, we both predicted Man City to win this one um, yeah. and but we didn't we both agreed it wouldn't have been easy and I think that was the case. it wasn't easy, but it was a win for Man City and I mean a great way to close off the weekend it was a great game.
0: Uh yeah, like West Ham did have an early blow in Ariola going off uh, yeah, well no, Fabianzi going off for Ariola because uh Fabianzi got injured. But it, it you could tell like Fabian um Ariola is still a quality keeper. So having a backup like like him is great for West Ham because they've got two quality keepers. Um I was a bit surprised that Ariola didn't start because I do think he's better than Fabian but that's just my opinion. Um but then once Erling Haaland got the penalty, he was always going to score it. We've always seen him in the Bundesliga and in the Austrian League. Um, He's brilliant at penalties, even for the Norway national team, he's brilliant at from the spot. And for the second goal, he was just outstanding from the pass from Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's going to be his season and his, his show.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it is. It's, I mean, I find it funny. I mean, I obviously Man U fan. I despise City, but I can't deny their quality at the moment. And I mean, I'm frustrated that they've gone and got Erling Haaland because I rate the guy. I think he's a quality footballer. Um, and I mean, the guy, Community Shield got slated for missing yeah. easy opportunities. Um, and he just like Darwin Nunes after um pre season, he slapped back at the Hayes
0: exactly yeah, yeah he has but also i know i know i said this last week but like, like i said our problems in um recording was i Man City has quality in all over the park midfield attack everywhere i think one position they don't have quality is in the uh backup areas in fullback they've only got two uh top class uh, fullbacks in my opinion in walker and Cancelo. Cancelo is a right back but played left back because the quality of walker and um they don't have any backups like they let zenchenko go to arsenal and uh, who was amazing this weekend we didn't mention it at the start um but yeah i don't like if if walker or Cancelo gets an injury they're going to be stuck so. yeah no
1: um you're right they haven't got much um backup if any for full so i mean i feel like man city a team that could probably play three at the back Although it goes against
0: um, Pep Guardiola's system, but I mean they're, they're one of a team that just put a in a mid at like fullback and it will work because they'll know their job. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, everyone in that squad knows what their role is, and may, maybe maybe it's an opportunity. I mean, we say about um, you say you say about them not having backup fullbacks. Maybe Pep Guardiola gives the youth a chance. Maybe he. See someone um in the youth squad that he reckons can have a good opportunity. So why buy a replacement when you can bring in someone
0: that might be able to do the job for you? And to get into... If you're a youth player in Man City Academy and you break through, you've got to be good because this club can buy anyone. Anyone oh. in the world. And you, if you're a youth academy prospect coming through, you're obviously good. Like Phil Voden was. They could have bought anyone in the world and they chose they, they to bring Phil Voden through.
1: Yeah, I mean... My only other point to it is if you are Man City and you need backup fullbacks, which to an extent they do they do need backups, who do you bring in? Because at the moment, what world what world class fullback is there in either left back or right back that's gonna leave to join Man City right now?
0: Yeah, it, that, that, that's the point. Like no one's going to come in and sit on the bench. I know you're going to be winning the title. You're going to be fighting for the Champions League and fighting for other tro- uh, all trophies. That all front, all 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 guns blazing. But you're right. Yes, you are going to get game time in like maybe the FA Cup or the um or the League Cup. But you want to be playing the big games, and you're not going to get in front of Concello and um, Walker.
1: It's twenty hours.
0: That's my clock. Yeah. Is it twenty hours, Alex? Yeah, it's my clock. It's a- <laughs> so yeah, but I do think Man City are going to run away with the league again. I do think that like, when we go when we go to our senior the predictions, um, you're going to see. I, I did say Man City uh, to win the league because I do think they're less quality up front and in the field. is just miles better than everyone else's. Yeah, nice. No,
1: um, I think Man City. Um, it will be in good contention for the league this season. Um,
0: um mean what a way to start off with a two-wheel win. Exactly. But like next up for Man City is um is Bournemouth. And I can just see Ernie Harden getting another two or three goals. Yeah I think I think you're completely right. I mean
1: um that's the sort of game where I feel like Man City is just gonna walk it. They'll show up at the stadium and they'll be gone before you know it because they've already bagged three in the back of the net. Um, I don't think it'll be... It's never easy for any team to go any to any other club. But, I mean, a team like Man City with their quality, if they lose this game, my God.
0: But no, like like, like Bournemouth did win against Aston Villa on the week like weekend just gone, like we mentioned. But like Man City, I, I can just yeah, win for them and I'm just going to go 3-1.
1: Oh, you're already throwing in your predictions. Okay. Yeah. 3-1 to Bournemouth, uh, To Bournemouth, yeah? No, it's Man City. <laughs> All
0: right, I'll take that. I wouldn't um, be surprised if Erlen Haaland get a hat-trick. I wouldn't even be that surprised.
1: And you know what? I'm going to go 4-0 to City. Really? Yeah, I think... I think although Bournemouth probably won't... Again, it's never easy, but it's Man City against Bournemouth...
0: Yeah. So there's only one outcome in that. And I, I think we both agree on that. But then another game on the weekend is Villa Everton. Um, how do you think that game's going to go? Um, I, don't
1: know. I feel look, I'm going to make my prediction based off this weekend as well. Just gone. Aston Villa lost 2 0 to um, Brentford, Bournemouth, rather. Um, Everton. One nil to Chelsea. Everton have made two okay
0: signings. I feel like two all is a fair, is a fair call. I'm gonna go two nil Villa. Two nil. Um, the reason is I do think Villa's. I just think Villa can pick themselves pick themselves up more than uh, Everton will pick themselves up um, from the defeat. Um, Everton still look. Like poor, I know. I know they said that they 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 strengthened in other areas. I know I said earlier earlier that um Everton do look promising if they make the right signings. But I just see Villa just getting a win.
1: okay, well, that's 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 fair. Um, a game I think uh, next game I think this one always is is always quite good to watch. Um, Arsenal and Leicester.
0: Yeah, um, Arsenal brilliant start to the season. As we mentioned earlier on in the uh, episode. Um and Leicester that a tool draw against Brentford. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as Arsenal had the game against Palace. And I don't think, I'm saying it was an easy game, but I don't think Arsenal are gonna run like be clear winners. I'm gonna two one Arsenal.
1: I I think that's a, yeah that was what I was thinking. Um I think you're right, 2-1 Arsenal, it won't be a big result, but I think Arsenal will pick Leicester to the win.
0: Um Wolves Fulham. I'm gonna go one all. Um, probably one of the most, well, I, I don't like saying that, but because every time I say it, it's gonna be uh the opposite. But I'm gonna say one of the most boring games of the weekend. Um, like at, at look on paper, yeah, like you, got, like you said, they got Arsenal, Leicester, Man City, always entertaining to watch. Um, but I'm I'm only gonna say Wolves gonna win, but I don't know. I'm going, say, I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say 1-0 because Fulham did impress me before.
1: All right. Well, I've gone similar to you, but one team isn't scoring. So I think Fulham are going to pit Wolves to a 1-0 win.
0: Uh, I reckon it'll
1: be Mitrovic who scores.
0: Yeah, I, I, I uh, Fulham did impress me um, against Liverpool, and, but I just can see Wolves scoring. I don't know why. I don't doubt that Wolves would score, but you know when you have that kind of hunch, I, I
1: think... Yeah. I've just got that feeling it's going to be, as you say, out of the weekend, it's probably going to be one of the most boring games yeah. um, because it's just it is two very similar sides. Um, so I'd say probably 1-0 to Fulham. Yeah. Um,
0: um, go on. Right, go on. Uh, Brighton and Newcastle? Um, I can just... I, look, both teams played well this week, both teams won. Um as you know, Brighton won. Um <laughs> but I I'm gonna two all because I think both teams have good good potential. I don't think Fabian and Charles are gonna score a banger like last week, but I think Brighton can set up well. Actually two on Brighton actually.
1: Two one Brighton okay. Two on Brian. Well I've written down two all in okay. my prediction. Um again both were very good on the weekend. Um, the only reason Newcastle didn't score more was because of Dean Henderson. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I reckon they might have mopped the floor with Forrest in that game. Yeah. Um, but again, Brighton played very well against Man United. They looked a very good team. So I think it'll be well balanced, but I think the two will just keep getting the bear of each other and it'll end up being a draw at all.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Brentford and then your boys, Man United.
1: Well, if again, like I said, with some of the other teams, other matches, I'm taking into the weekend and just gone into consideration. And unless something happens to our midfield, we're going to struggle to beat Brentford. Um, but I'm going to root for my boys, and I reckon it's going to be a boring 1 0 win to Man United.
0: Well, I don't want to put a downer on it, but I can just see Brantford beating you again. I'm gonna go two one Brentford.
1: Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put what you're saying now question. In all fairness, but I've got, I can't not, I can't say I reckon my team's gonna lose because then that, what kind of fan would I be?
0: Exactly. But um, no, I can, I can just see Man um, United losing again, and then uh, all the pressure could be on Eric Ten Hag again.
1: Of course, and I don't actually think it's him. That's. It it, it will be his fault. I think it'll be him, but he'll be the one who gets the blame.
0: Exactly. Well, when you when you're the manager of a big club like Man United, and it's going wrong, you do get the blame.
1: You do. You do.
0: So we're back on Nor- Nottingham Forest versus West Ham on Sunday.
1: I think that's going to be three-one West Ham.
0: I'm happy. Like we said. I think Forrest done good business and I think Dean Henson's a brilliant signing, but I do think West Ham's gonna get a better than them. So I'm gonna go 2-0. 2-0. Okay.
1: Um I
0: and mean, because I just think West Ham I just um a put a good quality side. And they were unlucky to play City first game and season, but it's all random. You've got to play everyone, everyone, everyone twice. Uh but I do feel like they want to get the season off and going, and I feel like they're gonna get away with that um get a win against
1: um forest yeah no i think you're right um west ham good side played very well against city although they lost um and i think you've got a newly promoted side in forest they've just lost their first game um they'll be looking to bounce back obviously they want to make a statement but a team like West Ham I think I think that'll be a loss for them.
0: What lost to West Ham?
1: No Forest
0: Oh okay, I was gonna say.
1: <laughs> and then the um, biggest
0: game of the weekend?
1: Chelsea Tottenham.
0: Yeah. Um normally I, I would be um confident going into it, but um as with just my first game uh, very convincingly. Uh, Chelsea wasn't very convincing against Everton. But there's one thing that um I say and it's it's a derby, Chelsea Tottenham, Tottenham Arsenal and Arsenal Chelsea uh form go that form go that out the window. When you play these, and you know every derby Fong gets out the window, um, and I'm nervous because it's at the bridge we never win away at the bridge, so I'm gonna go one all. One all, okay. Um, look, I know you said you can't go against your team, and I, I'm not going against get my team, but I just can't see us winning. We never win at the bridge. I, mean, I don't um, think you're
1: going against your team. I think it's if if you had a think if you think your team's gonna lose, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. But you can. I feel like there's games you can expect to draw. But yeah. I mean, Man you against Brentford—that's one we should win on paper. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you're going base, if you're taking into our performance against Brighton into consideration, then by all means, you would expect United to lose. But I'm a fan. Yeah. I can't do that. And as you, I can think of a draw potentially, but I want us to win.
0: Yeah. What do you think about the Tottenham um, Just game?
1: I reckon two one Tottenham. Ooh. You say you never won at the Bridge, but there's always a first time for everything. And well, we have
0: won at the Bridge, like, but it's that like very, very, very rare.
1: Well, yeah, that's my point. Then is that you, it's it's not unlikely. I mean, Tottenham again four one win against Southampton. Very good result. Chelsea scraped a win against Everton. I think. Um. At one nil, and that was from a penalty spot as well. So, I think Tottenham will get the better of Chelsea with the two-one win.
0: Well, I'm hoping you're right, mate. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have a sad weekend. <laughs> anyway, like, um, look, we've the, the Well, actually, the, um, the Super Cup on tonight, which is uh, Real Madrid versus Frankfurt. The win of the Champions League versus Europa League. Uh, what do you think it's gonna be gonna be tonight? Oh, we're on
1: Madrid are winning that.
0: What do you think the score's gonna be? Um
1: oh, 3 0 Madrid.
0: I can see Madrid. I like like you you say, I, I think Madrid's not the only team to win in that and I, I agree 2 0. Well not agree, but I, can, I agree on a win. Um but who but okay, going under that, who do you think Real Madrid are gonna keep their crown as uh, Champions League holders, or do you think there's gonna be a new winner? Um, thing is, I've looked at the list for this season
1: and there's not really... I think it's so close in team performance. There's so many good teams, it's difficult to pick one. Yeah. And as much as I kind of don't want them to win it, I've had to go PSG.
0: Okay, very interesting because I've gone for Real Madrid because I always say this at the start, it's very hard to predict the Champions League or any cup competition because of the draws. So you never know who you're going to get and the the routes to the final are very odd. You can't predict that. But with Real Madrid, you can never write them off because they've got 14 Champions Leagues and last year they were never the favourites and they knocked out all the top three English sides. So... I put more it down, and yeah, I don't think you can like argue it, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, um, no, I, don't, I, I think you're right. I mean, to, very, Real Madrid, very Madrid is very good, but they've just won it. And yeah. a team like PSG have made some good signings in positions that did need improving. Um, whether it'll actually get them the Champions League, I don't know, but I think it puts them in a p- better position for it, and that's what they target for every season. They don't target for to be league league one league one winners. They that's target to be Champions League winners. If you yeah. if you if the manager of PSG doesn't get Champions League, he gets fired. Doesn't matter what else he's achieved in the season. If he's won the league, won exactly.
0: the uh, that no, the league trophy, The league is a guarantee for them. Like you have to win that, um, and then you have to. Like compete at the top best level in the Champions League, um, but it's an interesting one. Um, they've got the players, but do they have the attitude and do they have the commitment to do it? Uh, well, time will tell. Exactly. But then uh, Frankfurt, do you think they'll they'll well they're not in they're not in the Europa League at moment. But will they will they drop down to the Europa League and win that?
1: No, I don't think they will. Okay, I don't think they will. My Europa League, um, although now I'm starting to regret it. Man United.
0: <laughs> is that a bit biased?
1: Um, you know, in, to an extent, yeah. But again, it's, it's it's not really many teams. I think you can pick out that are gonna. Again, it's su- such difficult competition to predict a winner because it can literally be anyone. All it takes is for one poor performance, uh, and you can lose lose it lose it in one leg. I,
0: the thing is, like. It could be any Champions League team get because they can drop down. Real Madrid could win this. You never know. Like they could drop down it from being third in the group and then go um, in uh, Europa League and win it. You never know. No one saw Barcelona finishing third in that um, last year, but they did, and they came in Europa League. Uh, but I've also gone United because I I do think they'll get get behind Tang I guess it, they guess they lost to Brighton and yes they were awful, but look, it's a cup competition. And all you have to do is ninety minutes. It's not a season. Yeah, I mean it's ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. You know what I mean? I know. I know people could say that about any season, but when a season, every result matters. Where in the in in the Europa League, the like the uh, group stage, you could lose two, and you could still get through the group. I know it's harder, but you can still do it. Um, and then the knockouts is ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. So it's doable and I do think you've got you've got a good enough squad out of every team in that competition to do it.
1: yeah no you're completely right um it, it, it's not quite like a Premier League season the a Serie a season the a, a league season like li- these are individual games every two three weeks or a month depending on what part of the tournament you're in yeah. and it's 90 minutes one one night and then you haven't got to worry about it until a week or two later yeah. And it gives time for teams to, like with the second legs, you're constantly, you always play someone twice, all the way up until the end, or unless you're knocked out. So it gives you time to analyse that game and see, okay, where did we go wrong? I mean, the amount of times we've seen a result like Barcelona and PSG. Exactly. Barcelona were down, what was it, six goals?
0: Yeah. Um, and And they did.
1: And they they done it.
0: They won. They won. Even though the away goals out of like not doesn't, doesn't mean anything anymore, um, it's still it's still like the second leg still means something because you can um change what the result was in the first leg, and I just feel Man United are the best team in the league in that competition at the moment. Yeah, until until
1: you get teams that um get knocked down from the Champions League,
0: exactly. I think
1: the realistic option is Man United, but I think that's only realistic
0: now. With um, transfers, exactly. But we'll wait and see. Um, what about the Conference League? Um,
1: see, I already know who you've gone with, and as much as I agree with the team you've chosen, well, I went for. West I Ham. wanted to go slightly differently, and I looked at the list. And although I feel like this is a bit of a random one, I have gone Florentina.
0: Yeah, so I went for West Ham. Um, the reason being is I think they are the best team in that in that competition, um, and after the the hurt that they uh, had last year in the Europa League, um, uh, and they had some bring nights at the uh, the um, Olympic Stadium or the London Stadium, they're going to want them back, and I feel like they they're going to want to win that. Most of the squad is the same, so they're going to want to win that competition, and I feel like they're on the right path to, and I think they will.
1: I mean, on paper for them it is an easy
0: elite, it is a competition on paper. Yeah, yeah, but we did that, we said that last year and Tottenham got knocked out in the group, so yeah. I think,
1: in all fairness to you guys, though, you went, you squad mostly, did you not?
0: No, you... Well, we had COVID, but we got knocked out. Of.
1: Oh, right, oh yeah, because there was a whole situation, wasn't there, you missed out on that, yeah. Yeah, nah. right. Um,
0: yeah, it should should be easier, but um some teams find it a lot harder than the others. Um, but I um yeah I do think West Ham but Florentina interesting team already good always a decent team in Syria as I seem to remember um and yeah it's an interesting uh, option for you but why did you put it here? In, you, again I I
1: didn't to, in a way it was because I didn't want to, us to have the same team again to be perfectly yeah. honest although I have seen West Ham can go on and win it I looked at the list and. If there's going to be a winner, it's either West Ham or Florentina. Um, now, there's not really any specific players that, when you say about Florentina, um, that really stand out. Like, if I say it now, I'd, can you actually name anyone? Because I can't.
0: They've got that uh, centre half. Oh, well, I forgot his name. The only reason I know him is because Tottenham did link with him a bit. Um, it begins with M. Um, but he's a decent centre half. I know that. But that's that's the only one I remember. Wait, I did, know, see, disturbing, or, 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 or. Um, but, no, I, I feel, feel like, it, when, again, you look at
1: the list, you can get people that can get knocked out. Um, yeah. So, Florentina,
0: uh, Um thing I've gone for a from. place of everybody drops down. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: for all we know, man, you could end up winning the Conference League instead.
0: Yeah, so, it, it, you never know at this point, but these are just like rat, uh, positions where you think, that these are the best teams in the league so far so I'm just saying that these should, should win it but you never know yeah um, um. so yeah go on I was going to say the next one
1: unless you want to continue with the conference scene yeah <laughs> um, but no the World Cup
0: I, I, I it's, it's an interesting one because I, 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 I there's a lot of clubs that have good squads they've got good players in every position but I'm gonna go Argentina okay. um, because they've won the uh, Copa America. They won that uh, for for Miss uh, well the game against Italy at Wembley, and they just look like they have got good position. Like every position that they look decent, they've got a decent spine, and I think Messi want to win it, and I think that he will.
1: Let's see. I've gone slightly differently. I've gone Brazil. Okay, so same continent, but a different different nation. I mean, when you look at Brazil, they have got some very good players at the moment in all areas of the pitch. Um, you've got two go- your two f- first choice goalkeepers. whose first two yeah. goalkeepers both play for the top two teams
0: in the Premier League. Probably the two top two teams in the world. You can argue.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. You, one, and then you've got defenders such as Edin Milsaw playing at Real Madrid, just won the Champions League. Yeah. Um, your midfield, you've got, uh, on the width That's, at least...
0: Casemiro, got... Fabinho, um, you've got decent midfielders all around. The and then you've got uh, up front, Jesus, uh, Bissinicius Junior, uh, Rodri, Rodrigo. Um, yeah, so you, you, I can see why you said uh, Brazil. I think they're going to be a, a contender, but I don't know if they're going to win it.
1: Well,
0: I mean, time will tell, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> uh But yeah, so... Going on to like the um, domestic competitions in the Premier League, uh, the FA Cup. Now, I'm feeling confident more about this one,
1: but that's only if Arsenal can keep up their performance similar to how they played against Palace. I feel like the FA Cup is always a competition that Arsenal love.
0: Yeah. If,
1: I feel like when Arsenal are going to the FA Cup, you expect them to win. Um, that- I mean, they haven't for a couple of years. Um, but I don't think you can rule them out of a trophy this season. So See,
0: I'm I'm going to the other side of North London to um, end our trophy drought. I actually think Tottenham will win the FA Cup. Um, I know it's shock Tottenham to win a trophy. I know that doesn't happen, <laughs> but under Antonio Conte, I do think we will, and I do think the FA Cup is one of the trophies we will win. I don't think it can rule you guys out from winning a trophy this year, but
1: I've, I think, for for my predictions at least, I haven't put Tottenham. Um, and that's only because of the other competitions that are there.
0: Fair enough. And we can't win the World Cup because it's country. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Tottenham yeah. to win the World Cup confirmed.
0: Yeah. Um, no, but I do feel like... Um... I do think we will win a trophy, and I do think the FA Cup is the one we go and go for. Well, I I, I know Antonio Conte will go go for every competition, but every manager says that. But um, yeah, I do think Tottenham, I do think I do think ask a good shout, like you said. But I do think I got back my boys to win a trophy, and I think uh, FA Cup is the way to do it. Yeah, no, um, I don't
1: think that's a bad bad shout by any means. Uh The EFL Cup.
0: Ooh, um. I do think it's a competition where Man City own it. Uh, they've won the last four out of five. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again. Um, yeah, no, I, I did contemplate putting City down for mine. As you say,
1: they, they, it's a competition that they've dominated for the last five years. Um, only missing out on it once. Um, but I went with Liverpool for my prediction.
0: And you um, Liverpool going to retain it?
1: I think, yeah, I think I think they'll have a good opportunity at it.
0: <coughs> but yeah, so well, the League Cup's always like the FA Cup is in the way that the League Cup's first half of the season and then the FA Cup's the um, second half of the season. But it to be interesting this side because uh, you've got the World Cup in the, in the first half of the season. So I don't know when they're going to play these games, but yeah, it would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, your Premier League prediction. Who's winning it?
0: Uh, Man City for me. I just think they're too far ahead of the rest. I think Liverpool can going to push them close, but I just think uh, Man City are too far gone. Yeah, no, I,
1: I've, I've put the same. i put Man City to win it. I think it'll be a close race between City and Liverpool, but it's the one. Um, I think Man City's just that team that's going to be unstoppable, especially when you have the combination of Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland. I don't think it'll be enough for the likes of Liverpool to compete with.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and I think you're right in the um, combinations like with Grealish, Maarek, Foden um, you're you, you're unstoppable. But yeah, anyway, is that all our predictions then for this season? Uh, it is. Anyway, so we'll be back here same time, same place, or uh, next Wednesday, um, or Thursday, depending on the time we upload it, the the um the podcast. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next week.
1: Yes, guys, we've been
0: 308 Live, so um,
1: please join us again. Don't wait too long and um, give us a listen. Check out our socials on Instagram and more. Uh, We'll be active. Cheers, guys. Yeah, bye.